Do you want to start a thriving real estate career, but don't know where and how to start? Do you want to become a successful realtor or investor, but lack the required knowledge and skills? Gear yourself up with the best and actionable advice here on The Real Estate Rundown. Tune in as Shannon Robnett talks with industry veterans about all kinds of asset classes, market trends, challenges, management techniques, and success stories. Listen to informative discussions with valuable tips that will serve as the foundation for your incredible real estate venture. Now, here's your host, Shannon Robnett. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Estate Rundown, guys. I am super excited this week to be with a guy that I can call a friend of mine. I've gotten to know him over the last couple of weeks, and I got to tell you, this guy's a gem. He's a gem because of what he's done. He's a gem because of where he's been. And what he's got for you guys is he's got some mindset tips that are going to blow your mind. When you hear his story and when you hear where Edwin's come from and the things that he's accomplished through the adversity that's been in his life, you are going to want to listen to what Edwin's got to say about how to get from A to Z, where your dreams are going to take you. So guys, you're going to want to tune into the Real Estate Rundown as I talk to Edwin Baller Jr. about how to control your mindset, to control your trajectory, to control your destiny, to get what you want to win in life. So tune into the Real Estate Rundown, guys. You're going to love it. Hey guys, Shannon Robnett here with the Real Estate Rundown. I am so excited you guys are with us this week. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce a guy that I have gotten to know in a way that I don't get to know a lot of my guests. I've spent quite a bit of time with this guy and he is full of inspirational things to say and do. Guys, you are going to love what's going to happen here today on the Real Estate Rundown. I'm going to introduce my guest, Edwin Baller Jr. How are you, man? I'm great, sir. Thank you. It's an honor. Awesome, man. Hey, so listen, I know you are active in real estate in the Atlanta area and you've been there for a while, but you know, your story starts way back and, and your passion comes from your story. So tell the people a little bit about your story, how you grew up, how you got started, what brought you to present day Edwin Baller Jr.? Well, I was born into two military parents, but it was a rough environment that my family was from. So my mom sheltered me a lot. And then around the age of 14, she made me go stay with my dad because I made some dumb decisions. And my dad was actually kind of absent. If I had a dollar for every dumb decision I made at 14, I wouldn't be working today, you know. But go ahead, man. I got to hear the rest of this. So I caught my first criminal charge at 14. And there was a lot of stuff in and out of that. But I was guided at a young age. I found this group, Young Life, and a program I was in. And my mom made me enroll. And that gave me springboard, if you will, into life can be different. That was the first time I had ever been in like a luxury home as a teen and some other things like that. But fast forward, last time I was incarcerated about 15 years ago, I prayed to God and I asked him, if I'm supposed to be doing something different with my life, please give me a sign. And the sign was my brother going to federal prison. So I threw my hands up and I was like, I got to do something different. It's got to be more to life. How do I find it? And next thing you know, I'm on YouTube watching motivational videos. I found Jim Rohn. I found Les Brown. I found Tony Robbins. I found all these guys saying that if I can do it, you can do it. Change your mind, change your life. And then I started taking action and my life started changing. And I saw more positive and it made me want to be more positive. And then I'm even more positive. So now I'm reading another book, Think and Grow Rich, The Science of Getting Rich. I just wanted to 
I felt like the same way most motivational speakers feel. If I can do it, then you can do it. You know, it's so simple, right? I mean, it's so easy if you actually do it and if you're actually involved with your growth process. And I'm not trying to take anything away from you, my man. I mean, you came from a rough background, right? But you're able to change that. You were able to get a hold of that with accountability, right? Yes, with sir. being able to face your mistakes, face your present, and look at what your future is. What was it that you were able to, to really grasp in that moment when you started to see change happen? When you really started to see things go the way you wanted them to go, what was it that you looked at and said, this is not that hard? Honestly, a lot of it was Jim Rohn with him being so, all of his advice was simple. It was plain. It wasn't like rocket science to understand. Yeah. And, you know, things like work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Yep. You know, things like it's, that. it's so funny because a lot of people, they look at other people to change them. You know, and that's one of the things that Edwin, every time I've talked with you, I've come away inspired. I've come away feeling better about what I'm doing because I am seeing that from my place, I'm making changes that are reflective of what you're saying I should make. And you've made more changes in your life and come from a much more difficult situation to a much more positive situation than I've done. And I'm sitting there reflecting on that going, man, if Edwin can do it, I can do it. Because the reality is you're getting the same advice I got. Right. I love Jim Rohn. I love listening to the stuff he's got to say. I just did a Tony Robbins event a couple of weeks ago. Man, what a life changer that was. Right. Because you're plugging into people who are saying the same things. They're echoing that sentiment of you can do it. So now you fast forwarded, you're starting to see those things changing and everything's starting to get better. And you're moving forward with that. What starts to click in your professional life as far as things go with that? And what took you into the real estate field? That's a really funny story. I had a commercial cleaning company. I have about three businesses prior to real estate. One was executive corporate awards type marketing promotions business. And it closed down when my grandpa died. First business, didn't know what we were doing. It failed. So moving forward, I went through music production business. When I came back to Atlanta uh, in 2014, I said, you know, maybe I'll start a commercial cleaning company. I can get out and, and be something. I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. And one of the marketing ideas they mentioned was taking food and marketing materials to the realtor's office. And for some reason, I don't know why the universe works like this, God, whatever you believe in. I had a thought. I was like, man, I know nothing about real estate because I always want to have some level of being able to have a competent conversation with somebody. So I wanted to learn about real estate and found out about wholesaling, all this other stuff. And I'm just like, I want to take a course. So again, I decided to invest in myself. And that one year I got my income tax. Instead of buying a new TV, I spent 600 bucks on a real estate license course and um, fell in love by accident, man. I it, it, it was accidental. But then I seen the power of real estate and how it's in everything. Yeah. So since then, man, I've just been, you know, rocking with real estate. You know, and it's funny too, Edwin, because you know, my story is I grew up in real estate, so I haven't known anything different, but it's amazing to me how most people that finish their careers in real estate started somewhere else. And the power of of real estate and what it can be and what it can do is a draw, you know, and people tend to gravitate where they, you know, it sounds like a lot of your jobs had sales orientated backgrounds to them where you were kind of doing this and kind of doing that with sales, but then now you're selling the granddaddy of it all. You're selling houses, you're selling commercial properties, right? 
What was it when you were doing your first real estate deal from that time you were in the office looking at it going, man, I think maybe I could do real estate to the time you were done with your first real estate deal. What was the thing you took away from it that you said, man, this is what real estate is going to require from me? I got beat up, man. First couple of deals fell through, you know, and I had already counted the money. And (laughs) And I'm laughing, Edwin, because this is everybody's story, right? Everybody thinks real estate is so easy, right? It is definitely not for the faint of heart. I don't mean to interrupt, but it's funny because I hear this story again and again. And so it's just, but you've, you've stuck with it, right? Yes, sir. So after you got beat up and after you counted the money that didn't come in, what you do? I went back and I educated myself even more. I took back to going back to the things that I learned from mindset, Jim Rohn and whatnot, and realized that I'm the average of the five people that I spend the most time around. So I tried to change my network. I started volunteering to do work for other agents. I started immersing myself in podcasts and information and just really wanting to learn how to master my craft. You know, it's funny. I'm starting to see a theme here, Edwin. I've been told often I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'm starting to see a theme with you. When you run into a problem, you educate yourself. You run into another solution you can't figure out or another problem you can't figure out, you educate yourself till you get the knowledge to attack it from a different angle and solve the problem. And you know, that's the thing that I think most people don't associate with realtors is you're solving problems. People want to sell a house. People want to buy a house and you're solving that problem. But that's only got you so far. That's got you to the present, right? That's been a four-year journey doing that, right? You've been in real yeah. estate for four years. What is your new problem? What are you trying to solve now? And how does that tie in with your past? So believe it or not, here we go with this universe God thing. Whatever you choose to believe in, there's something out there. I had a thought. I had a, it was almost like a vision or a dream. I don't know if you've ever had something just come into your thought process like that. And it was like, what if we could build some apartments like the projects you used to live in when you were 14. But if you can change that, maybe you can change people because you relate to them. But what if instead of doing like section eight and they have to go to work and do all of this type of stuff, volunteer, we made a program, a personal development program that went along with the subsidy to kind of twist some arms into personal development. And maybe they might like it and and hopefully it could work. So I, I just came up with an idea it's pretty far-fetched, kind of, maybe. But I have a vision of, of building communities and um, having the personal development program go along with that because I've seen developers come in and build new buildings and then Ned DeWino is, is you know, taking a key on the side of the building. Like, it's, it's not changing the people. You can build nice, fancy buildings, but that doesn't necessarily affect the community. And because I come from that environment, I just wanted to make a change. So that is the problem that I'm trying to solve right now. So let me help me to understand this. You want to take and create apartment. You want to turn buildings into communities and you want to take those communities and you want to make, you want to make financially knowledgeable people out of the residents of those communities. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, sir. But not only financially, but something deeper than that, because we all know money is not the fix for everything but just for people to be able to find more of themselves, whatever it takes for somebody to become their best version of themselves is what, but it starts with financial because you have to feel those basic human needs and it takes money to do that. And I got to tell you, Edward, that would have to be a vision. That's not a thought process. That's too evolved 
to be a thought process. I have thought processes all the time. My thought process right now is I'm hungry, right? But <laughs> well, at least we're on the same wavelength there. But that thought process ends with a very short, small thing. This is not a small thing. So, so Edwin, you're really saying that you want to build a community. You want to build a building that houses people, that creates community, that creates change. Absolutely. That's the end result, man. I want to change the world. That is amazing. And that comes from where? Feeling better about myself. Because like I say, you know, I got off a rough start and I made it out. And a lot of people, a lot of my friends and family members didn't. So I just wanted to see if I can do it, then I know that maybe I can teach somebody else to do it, which is why I'm so intense on education. You know, and it's funny, Edwin, I can see the passion in you right now. I can see the emotion that's right behind your eyes about what you feel. And that's the kind of intensity that changes the world, my friend. That's the kind of intensity that makes things happen where there appears to be no way you create one. And that's the reality of the thing that I've experienced by spending some time with you over the last couple of months is the intensity of you as an entrepreneur in this vein. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that this is going to come to fruition. I have no doubt that I'm going to watch this happen in your life. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to participate with you as well because I'm loving the vision. And I see where you have such an intensity. It's not a thought. It has to come from somewhere deeper than a thought. So your goal is to group some investors together that want an ROI, which is not necessarily a return on investment, but it's a return on the investment in people, the investment in something bigger than that, right? It's the Absolutely. it's seeing that you're getting the return, not just in money, but you're getting the return in changed communities. Absolutely. Now, we hear all this kind of stuff on TV, and I'm not going to make this political at all, but we hear all this stuff about the Democrats are going to do this and Republicans are do that and government's going to do this. What I hear you saying is that you believe the easiest, most effective way to change a community is from the inside out with the people in it to become educated about who they are and who they can be. Is that what I hear you saying? Absolutely. One by one. Politically motivated at all. That's not Democrat, Republican. That's not anything. That's just love for your fellow man. That is absolutely true, sir. That's amazing, man. And so, guys, you can understand why I stand here looking at this gentleman and the vision that he has, and I'm amazed, right? I can't wait to see how this unfolds. So you're getting that from your past. You're getting that from where your history has brought you. How are you going to do this? By trying to find like-minded people. I'm currently partnering, talking to a couple of different companies as far as financial and also different types of community service organizations. I've been reaching out to some people by finding like-minded people who want to change the world like me, man, who love human beings as much as I do and want to see as many of us happy as they can. When you watch the news, I don't believe anybody likes anybody when I watch the news. I don't watch the news. <laughs> That's your smart guy. But you're actually saying that there's actually people out there that want to help people. I believe so. I mean, look at all the different organizations around. And, you know, so what are you doing? What's your engagement level with them? How are you approaching them? What are you looking to partner with them on? And how can people see that model that you're rolling out and make that a model of their own? I'm in the process of solidifying everything, but of course, start with financial education, thinking about including a book club. And I'm also talking to a couple of copywriters to make sure, like, I just want this program to be legit. I don't want it to be some cookie cutter type thing. 
So instead of going out and creating all your own brand new curriculum, you're going to partner with other people that have already built it out that are looking for a platform. And you're going to bring the platform. So you're going to be the great connector is what you're going to do. You're going to take people that have a need for a place to live, a desire to change their life, connect them with people that have the tools and tips and tricks to do that, facilitate that to happen so that people can come out of that experience completely different. Completely different. I am completely. I did not think I would be the guy that I am today. I had no idea. Well, I've heard more of your story and I'm constantly amazed, right? Because you know, the reality is we all come from a place of it's an environmental struggle where we're wrapping our environment in with our knowledge of what's going on and the people around us. And then we in our DNA and what we have there, we bring in all that stuff and we slam in our socioeconomic status and all of that rolls into this big ball of who we are. And yet you've defied all those. I mean, you've gone from prison to entrepreneur. I mean, that's not easy. Most people go from entrepreneur to prison because they did it wrong, right? How do you handle that with your mindset? I mean, how do you, you're looking at a massive, massive mountain. How do you keep your mindset telling yourself we can climb Kilimanjaro because we got to climb Kilimanjaro to get ready for Everest? Well, I will say this, just quick error correction. I've never actually been to prison. I just went to jail a lot in and out. I've done enough time in jail that could have been a prison term, but my brother's been and that was enough for me. But with that being said, it's hard for me to explain. Can you repeat the question again? Just how do you keep your mindset right? You know, how do you get up every day and know that you're going to tackle this mountain and it's going to work? It's a fight. I just, I'm a fighter. I've been called a uh, hyper aggressive sometimes, <laughs> but I'm just, I know that it's a fight and I already have been going through the struggle of trying to get myself together. Just, I won't quit, man. I'm stubborn like a lot of men, but you know, we fight until the end, man. I'm a warrior. So whatever I have to do to get it done, I'm willing to do it. Like I either climb this mountain or I die trying. That's my mindset. So when you look at the 20 year old Edwin and Edwin, now you're still a fighter. Yes, sir. You're fighting for a cause. What's different inside of you? I have more empathy for people. I have a greater understanding of what the world really is about. Honestly, not to get too religious in the thing, I feel like God touched my heart and I just, I don't know, I saw the world different compassion. I'm extremely compassionate and empathetic towards any human being because I'm a human and I know how I've been through my struggles. And I don't know what anybody's been through in their lives, but I know that if you continue to fight it, it'll get better. You know, and it's funny because I hear your whole story and your whole story Fast forward from when you decided to make that change went from self-centered to other-centered. It went from self-gratification to self-improvement. It went from Edwin, 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 doing what Edwin did at the cost to other people to what can Edwin do to improve other people? How can Edwin make it something that others can benefit from his work? Guess the summation from instead of me being served, serving others. Like I'm completely dedicated to being a servant. That's amazing, you know, because we live in a world that doesn't honor that. We live in a world that doesn't glorify that. We live in a world that's take, take, take. And you've divided yourself away from that world and said, I'm going to be different and I'm going to do it in a way that's going to change the world. That's not a statement I've heard. I've not heard that from anybody in three years. I'm going to change the world. I've not heard that in three years. And for you to say it with such confidence, I know that your mindset is locked in behind that because people can say everything they want. Oh, man, I'm going to do this. 
I've heard you say it more than once. And every time I get more and more convinced that you are going to change the world. So I want to ask you a couple more follow-up questions because this is getting into stuff that I just love because I know that anybody can do anything. You're proof of it. I'm proof of it. You know, I didn't graduate high school with great grades. I didn't go to college. You know, I had some mentorship opportunities with people, my father and my mother, but I was able to do things based on people believing in me. That's not your story. You didn't have people that believed in you all the time. How are you keeping your mindset from letting those thoughts creep in and and beat you up? So three years ago, I came across Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. It was quite impressive. So I started doing those things, the silence, sitting in silence in the morning, doing affirmations, visualizing the life that I wanted to live in the world that I wanted to see myself living in and see my kids living in, exercising, getting the physical, you know, to get everything together and get that mental stress off, reading more and more. And then the last one of the savers is scribing. So I write, I use my journal a lot. And that was something I got from Jam too. So I won't say that every day. It's still a struggle, but I have the tools available, you know. So what I hear you saying, I want to reiterate it back to you to make sure that I'm saying it right. What you're doing is you're creating habits that set you up for success before you walk out your front door. Absolutely. How we start our day is how we end it. So when you walk out the front door and get hit in the head with a frying pan, you've already had a good part of the day. You've had that time for yourself. Your mind is focused and you're able to walk past that and keep going. Yes, sir. And you grab the ice. You don't think this stuff is weebie-jeebie. You don't think that this believe, these things you tell yourself, these edifications, you don't think that that's all just in your head? Or do you think it's in your head and that's the point? I used to. It's yes and yes. I used to think it was all in my head. But then I figured out that it is all in my head. (laughs) So, but everything that we think we can bring into fruition into this part of our lives. I mean, if you look around, everything that we look at was a thought before it became real. And uh, just real quick, another one of the things that helped me keep inspiration is a few years. I watched the movie Gandhi and I didn't know a lot about Gandhi. I'd heard the name. But when I saw how dedicated he was, how much suffering he put himself through for for his country, for a better way to be treated. I just the sacrifice was amazing. Like he was completely impressive. I'm trying to not be Gandhi, but close, man. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's where, you know, I know that my mindset dictates where I'm going to go. Right. I mean, my attitude dictates my altitude. Right. That's a little bit of a play on pilot stuff because that's, you know, they call it the attitude indicator in your airplane, your attitude indicator. If it's pointing to the ground, you're going to go to the ground. If the attitude indicator is pointing to the sky, you're going to go to the sky. And that's true in life. If your altitude is not where you want it to be, you need to look at your attitude. And if your attitude is right, it doesn't matter your altitude because you're enjoying yourself. We all want to be around the positive person. We all want to be around the guy that's going to be uplifting and say nice things about us rather than Wonder, why'd you dress like that? What are you wearing that for? Man, what's wrong with you? You know, but we all have that person in our life and we need to look at it like you did and like I do and look at it and go, I'm the sum of the five people around me. Are they all positive? Are they all feeding me or are they taken away from me? Absolutely. You know, Edwin, uh, you've got an incredible story. You've got an incredible drive. You've got an incredible vision. How can people, how can people take what they feel is their, handicap 
how they feel the thing that life hasn't been fair or life hurt me, or I, I'm disadvantaged in this way because I haven't heard you say any of those things. How do you take that? How do people take that and make that their fuel? Number one, I can't remember who quoted these words, but everybody knows that, especially as entrepreneurs, it's not what happens to you. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. You have a choice in that moment. Like when I walk out the door and somebody hit me with that frying pan, I can focus on the problem or I can become solution oriented. So me, some people will just be like, man, who hit me with this frying pan? Where did it come from? What kind of pan was that? Oh my God, I got a knot on my head. And my first thought after I get hit with the pan, like, man, that really hurt. Let's go get some ice. Where's the ice? Solutions. Because a, a lot of people tend to have a victim mentality. Stuff happens to everybody, man. So when you change that victim mentality to a victor mentality or a fighter mentality, you know, you go into that fight or flight mode and now you're looking at, hey, I got to solve this problem. I got to make this happen for me, for my family, for my next generation. What is it that really pushes you to elevate that? What is it that you look back in that you unlock that thing inside you that adds the nitrous to Edwin? Honestly, I revisit past trauma sometimes because I'm honestly still processing it. I mean, I'm only 44 years old, man. I'm not, I'm still a young gun to some. I appreciate you saying that at 47. I really do appreciate you saying that we're still young, man. I love that. Absolutely. I said an 85 year old told me, hey man, you're a baby. But <laughs> um, I think a lot about some of the experiences I've had and some of the things I saw in the community coming up. And I don't think a lot of people should be dealing with that kind of stuff. So I keep Again, man, I'm thinking about other people and not me. It's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. You know, and it's hard for a lot of people to process that kind of passion, that kind of drive, but it's the purest kind of drive. You know, it's the part that really says, I am going to accomplish this because it's not about ego. It's about will. It's about what's right. It's really processing that in the purest way and going, I got to do this so that future generations don't have to deal with what I did. And guys, if you haven't picked up a ton of information from this podcast, you need to go check your pulse because this thing has been full of valuable information. Edwin, you're speaking from your heart. I truly appreciate you as a human being and the the wisdom that you bring, the tenacity that you bring. How can people reach out to you? How can people get involved with you? Where can we find you? You can find me on LinkedIn, full name, Edwin L. Ballard Jr. And also on Instagram at Decatur Edwin are the two places I'm at most. So we're going to put those links in the bio, guys. We just want you to know that you can reach out. We encourage you to reach out all the time, guys, as you tune into the Real Estate Rundown. We sure appreciate you. We love your comments. And you can always find the links to the bio of the guests we have right here. So guys, send us a comment, like the podcast, recommend it to friends, all those things, because they're going to love hearing what Edwin's got to say. I hope you have too. I hope you join us next time here on the Real Estate Rundown. Edwin, thank you so much for being my guest, my friend, and future business partner. I look forward to seeing what the future brings for both of us, my friend. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. So guys, that was Edwin Ballard Jr. This is the Real Estate Rundown. We will see you guys next time. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Real Estate Rundown. Let these newfound strategies pave the way to start a successful career or a profound rebranding. If you loved everything you have heard, listen to more conversations at www.shannonrobnett.com and be sure to leave a rating, share it with your friends, and subscribe. Until the next episode. Amen.